illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! I am the man this is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can cuts to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic limit immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how the hell are you doing tonight? Hola, mi amigo. Doing okay. I'm kind of tired. I think I'm going to have mono. Either that or I'm really tired from an 11-hour tailgater yesterday. That was It was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> yes. For me, between that and working, I, I was just sore all day long. Really? I woke up this morning at about 8.30 and my right elbow was just killing me. Couldn't find really? any position where I was where I could lay there in any position where my elbow wasn't just aching constantly. Yeah. So, well, you know, we had that 180 pie order. And so we were Mm -hmm. delivering it just as that whole fumble situation happened. Oh yeah. Cause I was listening to my radio. Well, we delivered it into the Northeast corner of Gill, which is the corner closest to Dutch brothers and the railroad tracks. Okay. Gotcha. 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 So we were, we went down there we I pulled the truck up with the trailer on it right there, and the the USC buses were parked kind of in front of us, heading the head was towards us and they went back towards um, the practice field right, so they okay. would have pulled out the way we came in, so gotcha. pulled, pulled in down there but we had to go downstairs in the basement of Gill and then all the way down and around the corner, so we had to carry all these goddamn things down there it was brutal it was brutal but I think just so, well, I don't think the people know what you did, Billy. Did we talk about it last week? Um, I think maybe we did, but yeah. So, uh, we, Woodstocks had a 180 pie order for the USC football team that we delivered uh, at about 10 o'clock. So, right as the fourth quarter was starting. Biggest, biggest single time um, order I've ever seen. 
Um, we do we do hundred pie orders. It's a couple three times a year usually. Um, I've seen us do a hundred and twenty pie order a number of years ago, but that was early in the morning, so it was easier to do. This one was one hundred and eighty pizzas due at ten o'clock. So, needless to say, it was a busy day at Woodstock's. Well, we we made I went in early, made a hundred of them before uh, by by noon. We had a hundred of them in the walk, and actually at Suds at the bar, we stored them over there, and then uh, mm-hmm. we had to start baking them at about 7.15 to get them out the door by 9.45. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was tough. But anyways, but it went well. Better than the Good. outcome of the game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so, that's but, for sure. But needless to say, I'm a little beat up today because I helped, came out, set, set up the tailgater, went into work, busted out 100 pies, changed six kegs, went back to the tailgater, tailgated till six, broke it down, turned around, drove back to work, Emptied all the stuff off the floor of the trailer because we actually delivered the 180 pies in the trailer, and, and then I we didn't get out of there till uh, I, I didn't get home till after one. So, anyways, did you day. spill any oil in the trailer? Not a drop. Son of a bitch. Not a drop, Beach. Jess asked me that. Okay. She goes, so you dr- you t- took all the stuff out of the trailer, Woodstocks? Yep. She goes, how much oil did you spill between the tailgate spot and Woodstocks? I said, nothing. And Peyton and I had pulled the uh, deep fryer out here. And she goes, how much did you, sp- did you spill between Woodstocks and getting it home? I said, nothing. Asshole. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. The purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers and others, and just generally talk Beaver sports, football, tailgate, and have some fun along the way. The reason why Beach is so pissed off is because he usually brings the trailer home from the tailgater to my house, and we always have a little uh, little oil spillage out of the deep fryer. He claims I drive like shit is what he's saying. I disagree. <laughs> I, my claim is that the oil is still loose. Because it's still warm, and I still stand by that fact. Because you yourself said you didn't leave until one, which means that had no, no, I God got, knows how many hours to cool down. I got home at one. Okay. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't that far behind you. Because when did the game get over? Eleven. So okay, it had an extra hour. Exactly, an extra oh, hour to cool. That's what does it all, huh? Yep, exactly what it does. Stiffens it up. All right. Uh, the purpose of uh, I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Also, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Um, Beads, ready to talk some Beaver Sports news? <laughs> Let's do this, Billy. First up is women's volleyball. Loving women's volleyball, Billy. My favorite sport. Uh, well, the Oregon State volleyball team took the first two sets from number 22 UCLA before falling short Friday night in front of a crowd of 1,489 at Gill Coliseum using three sets to two. Now, Matty Goins and Amy Underdown registered 21 kills each to lead the, Be- the Beavers' offense, and Grace Macy tallied 27 digs to lead five OSU players with 15 or more digs. Uh, then on Sunday afternoon at Gill Beach, the Oregon State volleyball team fell to number 15 UCLA. Now with that loss, the Beavers' record drops to 11 and 15 overall, 1 and 13 in the Pac-12, and they go on the road uh, this week to the Bay Area where they'll face Cal on Thursday and Stanford on Friday. Hold on, you said they played UCLA twice, two two days in a row. No, they played UCLA on Friday and USC on Sunday. Okay, you said UCLA, I believe. I, so. I meant to okay. say USC, I'm sorry. 
Okay, good thing I'm listening and paying attention tonight. Um, At least you said is. four. Yeah, you said fourteen hundred people in the in Gill. How many people does Gill seat? Um, I'm not sure, Beach. I expect you to know this crap, Billy. You're you, my Google. You just expect me to have this right at the tip of my fingers? Damn right. Seriously? Sometimes I think you should, yeah. I have high expectations for you. I don't know why you can't achieve them once in a while. Well, the capacity is 9,604. Okay. That'll help. Yeah, there you go. So, so most people got front row seats. Alrighty, cool. Alrighty. All right, Beach. Up next is women's soccer. Right. How's the women's soccer, Billy? Are they still kicking butt? Oh, no, they're getting their butts kicked. Well, Oregon State's uh, soccer, women's soccer team outshot Oregon 14-12, to but still fell to the Ducks 2 to nothing Friday in Eugene. Just now, like me. They, 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 they try like hell, but they can't score. Yeah. Now, with that game, the Beavs completed the 2018 season with a 2-17 and record, a 1-10 and record in the Pac-12. Hmm. Well, I guess at least they didn't get goose-egged. Yeah. Eric Beach next up is uh, men's soccer. We were talking to them during the tailgater while they're out there practicing. Yeah. Now, uh, the yeah. men the men uh, uh, don't have another game until the ninth this week, which is uh, Friday. But uh, last week, Beach, Oregon State senior Don Chalo received a major recognition Monday as he was named College Soccer News National Player of the Week. Wow. He was also named the Pac-12 Player of the Week for the second time this season. That's cool. That's very cool. So hopefully they're able to uh, uh, do well against um, Washington on Friday. All right, Beeves, we've got a little women's basketball news. How are the ladies doing, Billy? Well, Beeves, uh, Beach, the number eight Oregon State women's basketball team cruised to a 95-58 to win over Northwest Nazarene Sunday in a preseason exhibition matchup at Gill. Now, Katie McWilliams led the Beeves with 17 points and six assists on seven for 12 shooting from the floor. Fellow senior Joanna Grimmick put up 15 points on six for eight shooting, while Destiny Slocum tallied 13 points and seven assists. Now, sophomore Aaliyah Goodman knocked down three triples on her way to 13 points. Michaela Pivik finished with nine points, while Taya Corsdale, Cat Tudor, and Maddie Washington scored eight apiece. As a team, the Beef shot 50% from the floor, while Northwest Nazarene shot 32.8%. Oregon State also held a 59-26 to 26 advantage in rebounds. In rebounds? Rebounds, sorry. My voice is a little shot up, so... I know I can I can I know what I'm saying, but I also know what's kind of coming out of my mouth. So <laughs> I do not understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Trying to keep it lubed up with some diet, Dr. Pepper here as we're going along. Oh, all right, Beach. Uh, just a little bit of men's basketball news. <clears throat> the Beavs uh, open up the 2018-19 regular season at 6 p.m. on Tuesday this week against UC Riverside at Gill Coliseum. Um, the game will be televised on Pac-12 Oregon with Rich Burke and Eldridge Rekasner calling the action. Mm. So there you go. So uh, as oh. most people listen to this, uh, first basketball game of the season, preseason, but it'll be on tonight. All right, cool. Yeah. Now we got to recap our football. Oh, no. Hold on. Really? Yes, me. Holy, yeah, I do. This just, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gotta rip, gotta rip this thing first here. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. 
this just in. Yes. Chip Kelly receives a standing ovation at Odson Stadium. Really? Yes. Yes. These moronic fans in Eugene actually cheered for this piece of shit, cheating, no good bastard whose actions caused him to be banned. Caused him to be banned from coaching for three years and gave Oregon a three-year, uh, 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 what was it, suspension? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even or, or on a probation, yeah. three-year probation. Uh, even though that was incredibly late for what that son of a bitch did. Mm-hmm. This has been your update from Eugene. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe they write something so uh, terrible about him. But, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, they're, they're, you know what? Hashtag not fake news. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Beach. There you go. Can you believe they actually cheered for that bastard when he came on? Yeah, a little bit I can. Thank you so much for those great years you gave us while you cheated, gave us sanctions, left uh, to go to the NFL because you knew you were going to get your ass in hot hot water. And, uh, you know, thank God we had Phil Knight to give us lighter sanctions that he was able to convince the NCAA to just give us three years probation and lose just one scholarship for two years. There you go. Yay, Chip Kelly. (laughs) Yay. All right, Beach. Uh, before we go uh, and or next segment, we got we did get um, a comment on the podcast on uh, Podbean. We're hosted through okay. Podbean, and so we got a comment. Now this comment is from I'm not sure how you say the name, Cali K J C A L I C A J R sixty seven, Calica Junior sixty seven. Well, I assume that's right. It, it looks like it look it looks like it makes sense. Yes. Um, so, anyways, they said uh, I love the show. Go Beavers! I don't always have a means to catch Oregon State athletic news in the state of Washington. Keep up the excellent work. Appreciate well, that. I'm not sure what po- uh, what podcast you're listening to, but we'll keep up the work <laughs> that we do. So um, true. So true. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I don't know if that could be applied to us, but we try. We don't try really hard, but we, we, we try. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely have a standard. I don't know if that's a low standard or a high standard, <laughs> but we definitely have a standard. All right. I, All right, I like to believe I, I, I like to believe I cater to the lowest common denominator, and I do that well. All righty. Are you ready to go under for the review for week number 10 in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown. I, I pack. Week number 10 and the 12, sure. Week number 10 and the 12. All right, Beach. Um, first of all, heading into this week, the standings were Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. Kyle was at 38 out of 66. You were at 40 out of 66, and I was at 41 out of 66. But you copied every one of my calls, so therefore you know, half we're the, going to end up tied. Half the time when we are going through this, I write down my pick before you say yours. Okay. Yeah, so whatever you know. helps you sleep at night. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Billy. That's fine. All right, Beach. Uh, first you know. up, we had one game on Friday. Uh, you're lucky your ass doesn't believe in purgatory. There you go. Uh, first up was Colorado at Arizona. Well, Kyle's part of the 420 club, so he was all about the Colorado. But you and I picked Arizona on this one. Yes. Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate threw for a career high 350 yards and five touchdowns. After setting an FPS rushing record against Colorado a year ago, 
and helped lift Arizona to a 42-34 victory over the Buffaloes Friday night. Now, Arizona's junior quarterback ran all over Colorado a year ago, setting an FBS record for a quarterback with 327 yards rushing. Now, he used his legs this time uh, to buy time and beat the Buffaloes with his arm, completing 17 of 22 passes, including a pair of touchdowns to Sean Poindexter. Now, J.J. Taylor provided the balance of the Wildcats' offense, running for 192 yards on 40 carries, to send Colorado to its fourth straight loss. Now, for Colorado, Steven Montez threw for 343 yards and three touchdowns, but had a late interception. Now, that's crazy. So, Khalil Tate only completed 17 passes for 350 yards. That's, that's nuts. Wow. That is crazy. So he was averaging yeah, like you know, twenty yards of twenty yards of pass. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny how that when I was talking about that our conversation last week about how Colorado was very concerned that they'd even be bowl eligible after losing to us. Yeah. And um, uh, well, so far the because they got a pretty tough schedule still ahead of them, don't they? Well, they I mean, still Arizona to, was it. I know they still have to play Utah. Yeah. Let's so, see here. This was their shot right here was to to get because if they would have beat Arizona that would have made them bowl eligible wouldn't it? Um, I think so. If they would have beat them, yeah. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, well, if they would have beat uh, Oregon State, it would have made them bowl eligible too. Let's see. Who yeah, they have so left. I mean, they just need they just need one win. Yeah, let's see who they have left. They have uh, Wazoo this weekend. Mm-hmm. Utah. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, they have a bye weekend. No, no, they have Wazoo this weekend. Utah next weekend, and then at Cal to finish the year. Wow. That's that's brutal. They might not get a bowl game. Yeah. They very well could not get a, might, might not get a bowl game. That's nuts. Just nuts. All right, Beach. Um, so you and I got the win there. Kyle, however, did not. Um, up next, all the rest of the games are on November 3rd, Saturday. First up, Utah at Arizona State. Well, this one we all stepped in banther fodder here, and uh, we all picked Utah. Correct. Arizona State's quarterback Manny Wilkins, wide receiver Nikhil Harry, and running back Enjo Benjamin shredded the number one ranked defense in the Pac-12 and in the process threw the Pac-12 south race into a free fall. Now, on a horrible Saturday afternoon in the desert, number 16 Utah lost sole possession of first place in the Pac-12 South, and worse yet, Beach, they lost starting quarterback Tyler Huntley with a broken collarbone. Now Wilkins. Oh he, God! So he, he's out. He's out for the season. But he's probably done at least for the rest of the se- rest of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I imagine he might be able to make it back for a uh, a bowl game. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Wilkins and Harry connected for three touchdowns, and Benjamin ran for two more in Arizona State's 38 to 20 victory. Now, Harry, who's considered one of the top receivers in the country, caught nine passes for 161 yards, including TD catches of three, 23, and 61 yards. Um, and that was those three TD catches were a career high. Now, Wilkins completed 19 of 24 passes for 285 yards and three scores with an interception. You know, Benjamin rushed for 175 yards, including a 44-yard TD run that sealed the victory with 412 to play. Now, Arizona State Beach gained 536 yards against a Utah defense that had been ranked number one in the Pac-12. Wow. Yeah. How is Utah going to do uh, with their backup quarterback, Billy? I do not know, Beach. Um, 
Let's see, who does Utah have left? I know they have the Ducks left. They have the Ducks this week at Colorado and then BYU. So we'll have to see. I mean, that, that quarterback, that the offense looked crummy after Huntley went out. Mm-hmm. It, it floundered. So we'll see what happens uh, with a week of preparation under his belt as the number one this week. Interesting. The new quarterbacks. All right, Beach. Um, none of us got the win there. Up next, Beach, UCLA at Oregon. And uh, Kyle, for some reason, has a has a thing for guys with bitch tits. Mm-hmm. And you and I picked Oregon. Correct. Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert threw for 264 yards and two TDs, and Oregon defeated UCLA 42 to 21 on Saturday in Bruins coach Chip Kelly's first game at Autzen since he left the Ducks following the 2012 season. And left in shame. Yes. Left the under, walk of shame. Exactly. Because he's nothing but a whore, and he did the walk of shame. There you go. Now Mitchell caught eight passes for 156 yards and two TDs for the Ducks, who became bowl eligible. The victory also snapped a two-game losing streak that had dropped the Ducks out of the rankings. Now UCLA started quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson and against the Ducks. He did not play last weekend in UCLA's loss to Utah because of a shoulder injury, and Wilson Spate had made his first start since the season opener. Now, Thompson Robinson threw for 135 yards and a touchdown before Spate replaced him in the third quarter against the Ducks. So, that UCLA offense is just not very good. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Beach, you and I got the win there. Next up, Stanford at Washington. We all picked the uh, Huskies to take out the uh, the Cardinal. How'd that turn out? I don't I don't know about the outcome on this one. Correct. Washington quarterback Miles Gaskin returned after missing two games due to a shoulder injury to rush for a season high 148 yards and one TD, and Washington built a big lead early before needing Taylor Rapp's interception on the final play to beat Stanford 27-23 on Saturday night. Now, Gaskin and Browning were the foundation of the Huskies, building a 21-0 lead, scoring on their first pre- three possessions. Browning ran for two-yard touchdown, threw an 11-yard TD pass to Drew Sample, and Gaskin's six-yard run early in the second quarter capped the scoring blitz. Now for Stanford, K.J. Costello threw a 14-yard TD pass to Caden Smith, and Bryce Love ran for a five-yard TD late in the third quarter to pull Stanford within 24-14. Now Connell, excuse me, Colin Rostelli hit a 21-yard field goal with nine minutes remaining after Washington's defense held inside the 10 to pull the Cardinal within 24-17. Now Washington answered with Peyton Henry's 38-yard field goal with 5.09 left for a 10-point lead, but Costello made the final minutes uncomfortable, hitting Trenton Irwin for a 33-yard touchdown with just 3.24 left. Now Rissatelli missed the extra point, and the Huskies' lead was 27-23. That extra point, Beach, ended up being a big moment because Washington was only able to run 79 seconds off the clock before punting, and Stanford took possession at its 15 with 2.05 left. But -hmm. instead of needing just a field goal to tie, the Cardinal needed a TD because of that missed extra point. Costello hit five passes to get to the Washington 34 with 10 seconds left, but he missed an end zone throw for Irwin, and on the last play, Costello was intercepted by Rapp at the goal line. Wow. Yeah. Intense. What a game. Yes. So you and I both got the win there. Kyle... Poor Kyle. I, I could say I hate you, Kyle, but he. Hold on. A, this was Stan, this this was Stanford and Washington, right? 
Yo, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. We all got the yeah, point. So no, we all got the point. Which yeah. is good because that, that that means Kyle got a win this week. Good job, Kyle. So far, you've got a win. <laughs> you got one out I, of four I'm right feeling, now. Kyle. I'm feeling feeling like something's like hot, like almost like a burn. You know? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, you got a win there, Kyle. Let's let's see how you do the rest of the week. Hopefully, you don't end up with just a win. But we'll see. Next up, Beach Cal at Washington State. Oh, it looks like um, uh, you and I went uh, with Wazoo on this one uh-huh. at Wazoo. So Kyle was again the odd man out. Did he? Did he double his uh, winning percentage? Well, Beach Washington State quarterback Gardner Minshew threw a ten-yard touchdown pass to Aesop Winston Jr. with 32 seconds left to lift number 10 Washington State to a 19-13 win over Cal on Saturday night, extending Washington Streak's long-shot quest to crash the college football playoff. Now, Minshew threw for 334 yards for Washington State, which has also taken its first Pac-12 North title. The Cougs have a 12-game home winning streak, fourth longest in the nation. Now, for Cal, Chase Garbers threw for 127 yards and ran for 67 now, this beach is Washington State's first 8-1 and one start since 2002. It's crazy. Um, Blake Mazza's 29-yard field goal put Wazoo up 3 to nothing early in the game. And after Evan Weaver intercepted a Minshew pass at the Washington State 39, Garbers threw a two-yard touchdown pass to Malik McMorris to give the Bears a 7-3 lead. Now, Max Borgie for Washington State replied with a five-yard TD run, capping a 75-yard drive to put the Cougs up 10-7. But then Greg Thomas hit a 52-yard field goal late in the first half to tie the score at 10. Hmm. Um, Mazza then kicked a 36-yard field goal with one second left in the first half to give Washington State a 13-10 lead. Then Thomas kicked a 47-yard field goal late in the third to tie the score again at 13. Now Cal was driving for the go-ahead touchdown when quarterback Brandon McIlwain was intercepted in the end zone by Skylar Thomas midway through the fourth. The Cougs drove to the California 13 where Mazza missed a 30 Yard field goal with 3:31 left. After Cal went three and out, Minshew drove the Cougars 69 yards, ending with a 10-yard touchdown pass to Winston for the 19-13 win. This is just another tight game. It was tight and back and forth. I think Cal's defense might be the best in the Pac-12, quite frankly. Wow. I've, I, 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 um, statistically, they might not look that as good as like Utah, but mm-hmm. I, I just I'm impressed with their defense. Really, it's. Um... You know, it, it, it kind of goes to show you how, how tight these games are and what a mess we have in the Pac-12 in terms of, uh, of uh, rankings. Stands. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Rankings and standings. So. All right, Beej. Um, up next, final game of the week, USC at Oregon State. Well, I'd like to think we were robbed from a, uh, a uh, bad, uh, bad call on a fumble, but ultimately – uh, well, go ahead and tell us how how that game turned out for us, Billy. Well, Beach, USC running back Cedric Ware rushed for 205 yards and three touchdowns, including 57 and 62-yard scoring sprints as Southern California beat Oregon State 38-21 on Saturday night. Now, USC quarterback JT Daniels threw for 177 yards and a TD, and Vave Malapé added 101 yards rushing for the Trojans, who snapped a two-game losing streak. Now, for Oregon State, quarterback Jake Luton went 31 for 45 for 301 yards and a touchdown, and Isaiah Ahajans had 129 yards receiving for the Beefs. Now, Southern Cal stormed out to a 21-0 lead 
thanks in part to a grinding 17-play first drive and a lightning strike 57-yarder from Ware on the Trojans' second position. But Oregon State recovered and trailed 21-14 at the half. The Beef's second touchdown and 11-yard catch by Noah Togiai with four seconds before the break capped an 84-yard drive that lasted just 67 seconds. But uh, Southern California opened the second half of the drive to uh, that led to a two-yard wear touchdown, but Oregon State responded with its own touchdown run by Artavis Pierce for six yards, which made it 28-21. to Then yeah. Beach, right at the uh, at the end of the third, first part of the fourth, it looked like the Beavs had even the game up at 28 when it looked like they had a strip, scoop, and a score on a fumble. Mm-hmm. But then the touchdown got disallowed. The they were the uh, player was called down because the referee blew the whistle. After review, it was determined he wasn't down. It was a fumble, and the Beavers got the ball back, but they weren't given the touchdown. And then they proceeded to pretty much flounder from there. But pretty much the Beavs' offense floundered in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they, yeah, they, and I and I, I just I just feel like that call just kind of wrecked their mojo. You know all, that that pulled all the wind out of their sails. Yeah, and it, you know, because it was such a great turnaround right there. I mean, we really needed that that uh, turnover, and I just after they called back that touchdown, I just you just felt like the magic went away from the field. Yeah, yeah. So like there was nothing like the, and I don't know, it was just it's like we lost something right there. Yeah, yeah. It would have been interesting to see had that play been um, officiated correctly, see what would have happened. See how that yeah. see how that uh, how that fourth quarter would have played out after that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, like you and I were talking about it earlier. You know, they they should have let that play finish up. Mm-hmm. They they shouldn't have. You know, and I and I didn't know because I mean when I saw him strip it, I saw the ref hit his ground on the or hit his hand on the ground to to call the ball dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if he did that, would that stop it, or does he have to blow the whistle? He blew the it? whistle and do that and did that. Okay. But with the way they are supposed to officiate now, they should have let the play run and to its conclusion, and then then called, called it, it back, called it back and down, and then let the replay go. Okay. If if the referee thought he was down. Then he sh- because it might because my, my thing is if you watch that play the dude's wide he, he scoops that ball up and there's nobody in front of him. No, not at all. There, there's nobody naked. there. Yeah. So nobody was there was nobody in you know dire of getting you know clubbed or anything, right? There there's nobody in you know that was possibly going to get you know lit up with a block or anything. Yeah. So it's not like you were protecting anybody. Yeah. So, anyways. So the Beavs lost, and part of it too, the Beavs just need a few more horses. They need some more horses up front. I mean, this is the third or fourth running back the Beavs have given up 200 yards to. Because mm-hmm. I know Arizona, Arizona State, and now USC. I mean, those are the three I can think of. I don't know if there's any more. but We we struggled on our rushing game in the first half. That too. I mean, uh, Jefferson only ended up with 50-some-odd yards. Excuse yeah, me. well, and I think at the at the end of the first half, we were th- I think we were still like negative fifteen yards. Well, yes and no. The problem with that, Beach, is those those rushing yards include sacks. 
sacks and the sacks get charged against the sacks the, get yeah. charged against the running game, which yeah. in the NFL sacks get charged against the passing game, which is probably where because, they should be. Because if the guy gets um, sacked, he was trying to throw the ball, not not run the ball. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay, so, Billy, where are we at now? So, anyways, uh, none of us won there. So, it looks, Beach, for the week, you and I each won four out of six. Not bad. And Kyle? You and I each won four out of six. Sweet. And Kyle? He got a win. Kyle had a, a win. Kyle had a big, bad week, yeah. So, after uh, week 10, Beach, Kyle is at 39 out of 72. You are at 44 out of 72, and I am at 45 out of 72. Okay, so my, my, my chance to move here is this week. Yep, there you go. All right. Um, so, Beach, the Pac-12 and the polls. Uh, as of right now, Wazoo, Washington State, is at number 10 in the AP poll, and Washington is at 20, with Utah and Oregon in the also receiving votes category, which I don't know how Utah received more votes. They lost. You know, mm-hmm. they lost to Arizona State, but I guess they're still getting votes. And that game was rather early. Now, in the USA Today coaches poll, Washington State comes in at number nine, Washington at 18, and Utah, and Utah's in also. Mm. And uh, Oregon is also in the others receiving votes category. So, now, Beach, in last week's playoff poll, Washington State came in at eight. And Utah at 15. Now, obviously, Utah will fall um, will fall a lot, if not completely out. And we'll see what happens with Washington State, see if they move up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have to wait and see. And before we move on to our next segment, Beach, let's talk about that, uh, let's talk about that tailgater. It was, it was a long one, Billy. Yes, it was. But it was a great tailgater. It was. I'm still suffering for it, though. I'm a little bit out of it tonight, so forgive me. My, my rant might be a little truncated. Your what? My rant might be a little truncated. Oh, okay. That's fine. But it was a great tailgater. I thought the food was great. Yes. The, I, the, you know. I, well, I'll say the pulled yeah, pork thought, went like crazy. The bacon-wrapped dogs, the uh, USC or uh, Los Angeles street dogs were great. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone enjoyed the food. Um, I think everyone enjoyed the uh, gin and juice cocktail I made up. That got consumed. yeah, that was that yeah, that was wiped out. Yeah, there was a lot of gin in that thing too. Was there? Mm-hmm. Half everybody gallon. Seemed to keep it together. Yeah, everybody seemed to keep it together. Okay, though, so that's good. Yeah, but um, I thought it was a great tailgater. I thought everyone had a good time. Yeah, how how many dogs did we go through? Uh, we went through ninety. Oh, okay. Ninety okay. and ten pounds of pulled pork. I think that's pretty impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I figured we had about a hundred people there. Yeah, it was great. Uh, you know what? I think every tailgater this this season has been great so far. Yeah, I was a little worried being a late game. I didn't know if we were going to have a lot of people show up. No, we had a but, ton of uh, people. We had a ton of people. It was great. Yeah. So those late games are killers, though. Having that late of a game and then stuff and a drive home, mm-hmm. it's a it's a rough one. Yeah. Alrighty, Beach. Uh, enough so, about. Are, are, are we up to my favorite segment yet? The Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the week award. Never week like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. Now this one, Beach, it's it, it's it's kind of serious, but it's also a little tongue in cheek. 
Okay. Okay. Now, what Beach, ha- what happened? Well, when? Beach, you know we have um, we have three service academies in the nation, right? We have like uh, West, we have West Point, which is Army. Okay. We, we have uh, the Naval Academy, which is in Annapolis, okay. Maryland, and then we also have okay. uh, Air Force, right? Okay. And um, they all those three teams play each other every year. Uh, and this last weekend, Beach, it was the Air Force Army game. Okay. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. Now, do you know each team? Each each team has a mascot. I did not know that either. Okay. Do you know what the Navy mascot is? Um, seaman. That's horrible. No. <laughs> no, it's 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 a it's a uh, goat. A goat. It's a goat. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, why do we have a Why do we have a goat for the Navy? God dang it, Beach! You know I'm trying to tell a story, and you gotta. You gotta ask me all these damn questions. I'm sorry. Just like, oh, Bill, you know all this stuff, don't well, you? Well, didn't you ask that question when you looked this crap up? Didn't you say, why in the hell would it be a goat? Well, so it's Bill the Goat, and it was designed by Clemente Spam and Panado in 1956 and presented to the Academy in 1957. It's a, it's a sculpture, right? Okay. He wanted to make a goat. Nobody else would take it, so he gave it to them. Okay, the All Navy. Right. The Navy mascot. Um, the Naval Academy has a goat as its mascot since 1890, when, according to legend, on their march from the ferry station at Highland Falls up the steep hill to West Point to play the first Army Navy football game, the Naval Cadets saw a goat outside the Nomcoms houses at West Point and promptly commandeered Billy for their mascot. Since that time, the goat has remained as the recognized mascot of the U.S. Naval Academy. Okay. Are you so you good with that? I guess, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they've got a goat. Do you know what the Army mascot is? I I I don't know, Billy. Did they find a goat too? No, they have a mule. Okay. Did they find a mule? Well, no. So. The tradition of mules as mascots for Army dates back to 1899 when an officer at the Philadelphia Quartermaster Depot decided that the football team needed a mascot to counter the Navy goat. Mules were an obvious choice as they were used as haulers for Army gear for generations. Okay. So they've got to go. Now, do you know what the Air Force mascot is? Maybe a pig? A cow? Why, why would they have a pig for a mascot? Well, we've got goats and mules. It seems like a well, pig would be good. Well, Maybe a chicken. You can see you're closer with a chicken. An eagle? Closer. A hawk? Mm, closer. A crow? No. Although uh, crows would be good because those <laughs> some bitches are mean. They are mean. Um. Does it have feathers? Yes. A velociraptor? Okay, so it's not a, it's not an eagle. It's not okay. a hawk. What's another? Penguin? <laughs> what the hell? So it's, I said it's not a chicken, and when you said eagle and hawk, you were getting Turkey? closer. Turkey? <laughs> Dumbass. I don't know what else, a vulture? A freaking falcon. Oh, a falcon. Well, 
you know, when somebody says Falcon, I just think of Millennium Falcon. That's what I think of. Okay. So, so the Falcon right. was selected by a popular vote of the Academy's first class of 1959. Okay, so we have a Falcon, and okay. we have a goat, and we have a mule. Okay. Well, the, but the, 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 the mule and the goat really don't matter to the story. <laughs> a, goat, a goat and a mule and a falcon going to a bar. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so this is actually about the falcon. So, Beach, an Air Force Falcon was injured at West Point during a prank before Saturday's annual rivalry game between the two service academies. Now, the falcon is back home and showing signs of improvement. Now, Air Force Academy spokesperson Lieutenant Colonel Tracy A. Bunko said 22-year-old Aurora – the Falcon was able to fly around in her pen on Sunday. Now Bunko called the development an extremely good sign and said the Academy is grateful for the outpouring of support and optimist um, optimism for Aurora's recovery. Now the Falcon will continue to be evaluated and receive antibiotics to prevent infection. Now army officials at West Point apologized Sunday for the injuries to the Falcon and promised a full investigation. So army and Navy have a long time tradition of stealing each other's mascots ahead of games. But previously, no one had been able to take an Air Force Falcon. Mm-hmm. Now, Sam Dollar, Air Force's falconry team advisor, told the New York Times on Sunday that two West Point cadets took the birds, threw sweaters over them, and stuffed them into dog crates. Now, Dollar said the cadets turned over the birds Saturday morning with Aurora's wings bloodied, likely from thrashing inside the crate. Now, Dollar told the newspaper, quote, I think they had them for a couple hours, and then they realized it was a bad mistake. When Aurora started thrashing around in the crate, they decided it wasn't a good thing. Now, Aurora is the Air Force Academy's official and oldest mascot. On the school's falconry page, the bird is described as a white phase gray falcon, which is a falcon species that is extremely rare in the wild and whose beauty will take your breath away. So it's an all-white bird's breeze. It's really pretty. Now, wow, Dollar okay. also said, unless you are federally licensed, you can't even touch these birds. Adding that the Air Force cadets who work with the birds spend two months in training and are tested before they can handle them. Wow. Yeah. So uh, this is why I said it's serious, but this is also kind of a tongue-in-cheek jackass mm-hmm. of the week award. Says, yeah. I understand what they do. They're always trying to, to steal the mascots. But it's one thing when you're stealing a goat. It's another thing if you're trying to steal a mule. Mm-hmm. But trying to steal a bird is a slightly different thing, especially if you don't know how to deal with the bird. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, uh, just say that it was probably a, a stupid idea for them to try and do it. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to the Army cadets or who did steal the Air Force Falcon Aurora, you're this week's. Jackass of the week. There you go. Yeah, you know, I guess that's why they're going into army. There you go. Probably. <laughs> so, not very smart. Anyways, all right, Beach. It is now time for the musical interlude of the week. I believe it is my pick. Is it not? Yeah, you got to pick your own, Billy. I got to pick. So, uh, this week's Queen song, Beach. This song is from the 11th album, uh, which is The Works, which came out in 1984. Now, this song was written by bass guitarist John Deacon and was released in three versions, an album, a single, and an extended version. Now, it came up to be included in most live concerts by the group 
in several videos and in the Freddie Mercury tribute concert where it was sung by Lisa Stansfield. Now, Beige, the song is largely known for its music video, which you kind of alluded to last week, which all the band members dressed in women's clothes, a concept proposed by Roger Taylor, which parodied the long-running British soap opera Coronation Street. Now, the second part of the video included a composition rehearsed and performed at the Royal Ballet and choreographed by Wayne Eagling. Now, whereas the parody was acclaimed in the United Kingdom, it was considered controversial in the United States and banned by MTV because they were dressed up in women's clothing. Mm-hmm. Now, well, they had another problem with that. Remember, they also had a problem with Van Halen uh, because they had the midget hugging the transvestite's uh, leg. Yeah. Remember? Yep. MTV was... MTV was so prude back, back then. then. I know. Think of where they're at now. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. Now, Beach, of course, the song we were talking to or talking about is I Want to Break Free. Now, after the song's original release in 1984, uh, it was well received in Europe and South America, and it is regarded as an anthem of the fight against oppression. Um, the single reached only number 45 in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, but reached number three in the U.K. and was certified silver with over 200,000 copies sold. Now, I was also read, read, reading, Beach, that uh, the band played played it live um, in front of about 325,000 people in Brazil. And when Freddie Mercury did it, he came out in a wig and uh, had a falsy bra on to look like he had boobs. But... Mm-hmm. But when he came out on the stage, fans started throwing rocks at him. So he quickly took off the wig and the the false bra, Mm -hmm. and they stopped. And it it kind of made him sad, but he also understood it was because they saw it as a fight against oppression and were kind of thinking, because the the video wasn't played in South America, because it was banned down there, they Mm -hmm. they thought he was making fun of it. They didn't understand the concept of the video because they'd never seen it. Gotcha. So anyways, that's funny. I know. So if you have a chance, it was funny because I was watching the video uh, this evening on my computer and Gunner came in and goes, what are you watching? And then he was like, what the heck is this? Because he was laughing at it because obviously. Well, yeah, it was pretty didn't shave off his mustache. Did he? No, he didn't shave his mustache. So his mustache is totally hanging out, which is funny because uh, um, Roger Taylor, the drummer, looks hilarious dressed up as a woman as him dressed up as a woman because he actually doesn't look too bad you're looking at him going like dude you you make a kind of attractive woman which is kind of scary wow yeah but uh, and then the the whole choreographed part in the middle is just kind of weird and gunner is watching it just going what in the heck is this so it's a little bit odd but i love the song i love the video so here it is i want to break free by queen
but life still goes on. I can't get used to living without, living without, living without you by my side. I don't want to live alone. Hey, God knows, got to make it on my own. So baby, can't you see? I've got to break free. I've got to break free. Anyways, Beach, I think that song really shows, like all these different songs we've been picking this season, shows how much range Queen had. Mm. How many different kinds of music and all the different kind of stuff they played and how they just were continually changing and evolving. Absolutely. Did, have you seen the movie yet? I have not. Have you? No, have not. My goal is to see it this week. No, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Yeah. So. Well, we'll have to, whoever does, we'll have to chat about it next week on, on the podcast and, and dis- discuss our thoughts on it. Yep. So. All right, Beach, let's look at our week number 11 preview in the Pac-12. Man, we only got. 11 and the 12. Yeah, we only got three weeks left of regular season here, and then we got the Pac-12 championship game. All right. Wow. All the game, Beach, are on Saturday, November 10th. Okay. Uh, first up, UCLA at Arizona State. Well, I'm staying by my policy. I don't vote for Chip Kelly, so we're going to go with uh, Arizona State. Arizona State. All right. So uh, Kyle sent in his email, and it says, Well, this weekend was not nearly as good as the previous weekend. No, it wasn't, Kyle. The Beavs didn't win, and you had a really bad week. All right. So he said UCLA. He doesn't have a winner here. Kyle, you just put UCLA at Arizona State. You didn't tell me he was going to win. Do we pick for him? I don't know. It just says UCLA at Arizona State. There's a period. Mm-mm. We're going to leave it uh, empty here, and hopefully Kyle uh, texts me back and lets me know. Okay. So, I, too, Beach, I'm taking Arizona State. Okay. Okay. Uh, up next, Washington State at Colorado. I am going to take I'm, I'm just going to go with my safe bets across the board. I'm taking Wazoo on that one. Okay. Kyle says, Wazoo with a big wind. And I, too, am taking Washington State. Up next, okay. Oregon at Utah. I think Utah is going to recover, especially they're going to be at home. And I think they're going to uh, beat Oregon's ass. Okay. Kyle says, Utah gets back on track. Utes. I'm torn on this one, Beach, because without Huntley, I don't know how effective that offense is going to be. But their defense is pretty good. I don't think Oregon's that good, though. Yeah, I don't either. I'm going to take Utah. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, next up, two more games left. Cal at USC. Cal at USC. Oh, it's at USC. I don't think they're going to lose another one at home. We're going to take USC. Kyle says, Cal gets, actually says call, but I'm sure you meant Cal. Cal gets bowl eligible before USC. So he's taking Cal. Wow. Uh, I'm going to take Cal. Wow. I think that defense is good. All right. Uh, last game of the week, Beach, Oregon State at Stanford. I am going to take the beaver. I'm going out on a limb on this one. I'm going to go take the beavers. Take the beavers. Kyle said, I witnessed a miracle in Boulder, and that can happen again. Go beavers. I, too, am taking Oregon State. And, Kyle, maybe this <laughs> week, Beach and I will witness a miracle because we're actually going to the game on Saturday. Yes. Yep, so we will be down there. Last time we went to uh, Stanford, we had that terrible play where Kyle Dangit, who was reaching for the ball, it went through. Was didn't it go through the back of the end zone? We got a instead of a touch touchdown, we got a touchback. Something like that, and, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. It was just a really crappy, crappy freaking game. Yeah. But uh, I like the Stanford venue. They had a nice stadium. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. We'll get some garlic fries. Have a good time. Have a nice little weekend down I, in Bay Area. I was thinking some uh, uh, Native American flatbread because they served that in the stadium last time we were there too. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, that's where I got it. They probably did it back when the days when they were still the Indians. So the, the Stanford Indians, I was just thinking that exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking that exact same thing. But, uh, yeah, I think the Beavs have a shot. Um, they need to get that running game back on track, and they need to stop Bryce Love. Can't keep giving mm. up career days to running backs. Absolutely. Yeah. So. We can do it, though. I think so. We absolutely can win. I think so. Okay. Already, what's up? Anything else? Where are we at? Well, it is now time for Beej's rant of the week. Okay, let's see if I get enough attention for this. Okay, here's here's my rant, and and I don't know if anybody else thinks about this. Um, you know, so filling out forms and crap for you know pretty much my whole life since I got into college. You know, you got to fill out a form for application for employment or or whatever you're doing school, and there was always one one little box at the top that you had to select one, one of two options. Right. Mm -hmm. And the option said sex and it said M or F, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it always said. Now, somewhere here in the last couple of years, somebody changed that name. And instead of saying sex and M or F, it now says gender M or F or other, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so my first question, I don't know if this is quite the rant just yet. My first question is, why in the hell did they change that? What At what point did everybody across this country 
change their forms so that instead of saying sex, we call the gender. When did we do it and why did we do it? Right? Because mm-hmm. there wasn't a controversy. I never heard anybody going, oh, I'm so offended by people asking me what sex I am. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you either got a gazinner or you got a gazover, right? Gazouter, yeah. Go- yeah, it either goes in you or it goes over it. Um, but I, I don't quite get where where we started changing this and why we changed it. It kind of makes you wonder. You know, you hear people talk about black helicopters and conspiracy theories and crap like that. And my true thing is I think there's a bunch of intelligentsia in this world that are directing a bunch of crap so that we all get distracted by all this bullshit rather than working on the real important things in this world, right? But I, I can't quite figure that crap out. And then – I also think going on to this, part of the problem is we got people that don't have enough to do in their lives. So they have to overanalyze stupid things. And so at what point in time did we need gender studies? I mean, gender studies isn't really a class. It's like an extracurricular activity that was usually done in the evenings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's when most people that I know study genders, you know, but suddenly we have a whole class and you can get a degree in gender studies what the hell is that going to do for you? Yeah. yeah well, it doesn't do anything. What, 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 what's your, what's your long-term goal with gender studies? How do you use that? Is that going to help like at your employment at McDonald's, maybe Starbucks as a barista? Because I don't think you're really going to get that job in an engineering field with that kind of career or that kind of degree. But anyway, so conspiracy theory is one thing. Why, why the hell do we do it? And then now they say, you know, gender is fluid, so you can be whatever the hell you want. Well, if gender is fluid and you'd be whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want it, I mean, and I'll be the first to tell people, I'm a little gay. I mean, I'm, I, 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 I have gay tendencies to the fact that I like to do interior decorating. I'm pretty good with colors, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, I'm not a person that wants to, you know, I... I, 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 I would say that those are stereotypical I'm gay... Yeah, stereotypical I'm, I'm stereotyp- gay tendencies. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. I'm I'm not down with the. F- it's not my thing, right? Got my own. Don't need any others. One's enough. But, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. I I just if it's fluid, and so that you can be anything at any time, whenever you want, then you don't need the question, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, the sex question made sense. The gender question, since there's really no true one gender, there's like 25, and you can't possibly put that many boxes in a survey, then you shouldn't even have it on there at all. So what the hell are we doing? Any well, thoughts on that? Well, the way that I understand it, sex... What, what gender what, what gender are you, Billy? Well, I'm just me. Are you fluid? I No, I'm just me. Sometimes my gender includes fluids, but that's something different. So... <laughs> So, to me, Beach. Uh, so, sex is 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 biologically. Uh-huh. Are you, you know, biologically what sex are you? And then gender is the expression of yourself. And I've heard things when they say, you know, gender is there's more than two genders. There's not just male and female or masculine and feminine. There's like a mm-hmm. hundred and something. But really, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to look at it as, as self-expression, then gender, there's, you know, what, six billion, eight billion genders? Because every, Most likely. everyone. It's, it's individual. Well, it's individual because everyone expresses their quote unquote gender differently, right? I, I, I would, would say so. I would say I tend to be more ma- what we consider masculine in things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's other things I'm what might be considered more feminine in. I like a good Broadway musical. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. I, I can appreciate a nice musical. I, I cry at movies very easily. I, I like to sit down on the toilet. Yeah, it's my thing. I don't like yeah. splash. I don't like splashback. I I don't like splashes all. If I'm public, I'm standing up. Yeah. But if I'm at home, I'm sitting down. Yeah. I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna enjoy the moment. Exactly. So, but so there's there's that kind of stuff. And don't judge me, people. I <laughs> I just see here that uh, I was just looking it up here, and this is from Wikipedia. It says the change in the meaning of gender can be traced to the 80s. In 93, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration started to use gender instead of sex. Later in 2011, the FDA reversed its position and began using sex as the biological classification and gender as a person's self-representation as male or female or how the person is responded to by social institutions based on the individual's gender presentation. So, uh, That's how you when, dress. When, when, when they're, yeah, exactly. It's how you dress. It's how you act. It, when we're asking for sex or when you know institutions are asking for sex on... But see, I guess I guess Freddie Mercury and Queen they they were flipping genders when they did that video. Well, kind of. They were just parodying something. Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't but know they, though. But it's what but they, they were wearing. But they, but they it's weren't. how they presented themselves to the public. Well, but that was as a parody, and that wasn't how they generally presented themselves. And and Freddie Mercury was bisexual anyway, and he mm. had some very. I wouldn't say he was. He was masculine in some ways but he was also but your sexuality is not your gender billy oh, i know it's just a mess it's just a mess i was actually watching a video about it just tonight and this person was like well i'm i'm non-binary so call me they or them and i'm like but they or them is for multiple people and mm-hmm. i don't know i just the whole thing just gives me a headache make everybody a eunuch if you you want me to call you you know her or he or they great I still might think you're an idiot, but sure. Yeah, maybe we should do that. Just say, I'm just going to call you idiot. Yeah. I just call everybody slacker. That's, that's genderless. <laughs> that's genderless, I've sexless, liked... and you know, dipshits. Yeah, I've always liked dipshits. Yeah. Well, when I walk into uh, work, I'm usually calling people slackers. Or when I walk into suds and it's um, just a couple of the regulars over there, I'm always bitches or fuckers. So. What's up, <laughs> <laughs> you, are you believing that one, Billy, or does that one stay in? I don't know. I used the word <laughs> earlier, so we'll wait and see how uh, how much uh, I feel like uh, <laughs> changing stuff. Do I actually want to go in and bleep it or not? All right, Beach. anything else to add? Oh, golly. I'm excited for Stanford. I'm, I'm excited too. for a game. I'm excited to go down. What time is the Stanford game? Did we talk six about that? Six o'clock kick, kickoff. Six o'clock kickoff. Yep. All righty. So we got well, most of Saturday you know, to hey, around. Yeah, and since this is going to be on TV, all of our audience who are listening to us, look for us. We'll be in these stands, and we will try to stand out by wearing orange. Correct. Yes. Correct. So, look for us. We'll be wearing orange out there. Right on. Well, I want to remind and Bill's and Bill's incredibly large head. It's huge. It's like it practically have planets orbiting around it. It's epic. Mm. So yeah, look look for our orange T-shirts and Billy's incredibly large head. I'd like to remind everyone, if you'd like to send a comment, suggestion, or ask a question, a few ways to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgaterGmail.com, at HeinrichTailgater on Twitter, or HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. Remember, you can listen and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a rating and review. Also, you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device with Stitcher Radio app or the Podbean app. Beach. Billy. Anything else to I love add you, dog. For, anything else to add for uh, show number 117? 
I think we should put a fork in it because I think we're done with this one. All right. So uh, until next week, show number 118, hopefully we have a great week and uh, we get to see a Beaver win. Until then, here's a great big Go Beavs. Okay, I'm back. Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Shady is back. back. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Okay, let me see. What up? Let's see if I can find the a candy. Somebody Kennedy, listened to Kennedy, us yesterday. Kennedy, Kennedy, so... Really? Yeah. What they say? Um, I don't know. I just saw that somebody listened to it yesterday. It doesn't say they didn't necessarily say anything. Damn yous, damn yous, all the hell. Damn it! Welcome to a league off tonight. What? I said, you're really pissing me off tonight. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Are you kidding me? I had just told Jess, she goes, are you guys going to uh, do the show? And I'm like, yeah, Beach never got back to me, so I don't think so. And then literally two minutes later, are you ready? Really? Well, you said, yeah, you said, let's do it tonight. I said, I'm having dinner. I'll do it when I get home. I'm home. No, you didn't. You just said, oh, I'm having well, dinner. Okay, well, that's what I meant to say was I'm having dinner. I'll be, call you when I'm ready. Okay. So I'm ready. <clears> let's <throat> do this shiz.
Welcome to illegal participation. Okay, hold on. Let me go. Hold on just a second, okay? Give me just a minute. Okay? All right. Got to rub one out. It should be. I almost fell asleep. <sighs> oh, man. All right. Welcome to illegal participation. God damn you. Stop it. <laughs> 